everybody. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. My name is Michael, and this is a podcast where we keep it real no matter what it is in life. Life has no boundaries, neither does this podcast. We talk about all things, whether that is money, career, education, psychology, success, happiness, motivation, anything and everything in between. Like I said, there is no limit on life. So why would we hold anything back? And first and foremost, I just want to say I hope you guys had a wonderful and safe New Year and holiday season. Hope you are staying well, staying safe. And that is what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast episode because we all go into the new year kind of with wanting to reinvent ourselves. You know, we set these New Year's goals and resolutions. No, this isn't really going to be a goals and resolutions podcast because I'm sure there are millions of them out there that you could probably listen to. But instead, we are going to be talking about some of the habits of the most successful people in the world. And I woke up this morning. This is actually an article that I came across on lifehack.org. It's called Top 10 Motivation Tips Learned from Highly Successful People. And I thought, you know what? What better time to talk about some of the habits that could potentially help you out in achieving those goals and resolutions that you have set for yourself? Let's face it, this past year, I think everybody kind of slacked just given the circumstances. I don't want to say slacked. That's actually a bad word because we all had an excuse there was so much um, adversity and really just so much that we can hide behind as far as 2020 goes. But it's time to jump back on the saddle. cannot believe I just said jump back on the saddle, but we are going to get into the top 10 motivation tips. So I want to share what the article said as far as the top 10 motivation tips from highly successful people. And I want to share my opinion, whether that is a good motivation tip what I would change or do anything differently because everybody is different. And, you know, I think that the article itself, with any article that you read on the internet, you have to remember that it is just from one person's perspective. This is not a research study. This is not, hey, this is what so-and-so did. It is proven to work. It's more so of an opinion-based article. And, you know, when it comes to opinion-based articles, you have to remember that they are opinion-based. They're not fact. Uh, just with like everything you read on the internet, because it's on the internet does not make it true. There's so many more tips out there that can help you. And I want to put in like importance of my favorite tips because I feel I've done a pretty good job of the last two years kind of changing my life around going from essentially feeling like nothing to feeling like a damn rock star. Yes, I do feel like a rock star. Thank you very much. I'm in a career that I love and really just doing better than I ever have mentally. And I think a lot of it comes from finding motivation, finding all of these different things that I can start implementing into my life to better myself and really just picking up on the habits of some of the successful individuals. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first tip is to dream big. I think this is something that is incredibly important. You know, a lot of people, when they hear the word dream, they kind of get turned off from it. Like, oh, dreaming is supposed to be for kids or I don't have time to dream or my dreams are too big. And all of these different excuses come to mind. But the thing is, is you have to dream. If you want to achieve anything worth achieving in life, you have to dream. 
No, that doesn't mean your dreams are going to come true. But you know what? The only way you are ever going to find out what you're truly capable of achieving is if you dream and if you follow that dream. You can say setting goals for yourself. You can say dreaming. You can do really anything uh, in between. But you need to shoot for the moon because we so often allow our perceived potential to stop us and we settle. We settle into you know, the average Joe mentality of, oh, this is what this person's doing, so I don't need to push myself any further. No, that's not that's not how life is supposed to be lived. You are supposed to create the life that you want to live, and the life that you want to live is going to drastically look different from the life that everybody else out there wants to live. There is no one person who has the same exact goals, the same exact ambitions, and the same exact desires as you do. So why would you settle in somebody else's habits? Why would you settle and not dream and not challenge yourself to be the best that you can be? And when it comes to dreaming, just just think about this for a second. Let's take it back to 1903. Oh man, back in the glory days. No, I was not born in 1903. I I was born in 1993. So 90 years after that, everybody thought that the Wright brothers were crazy for wanting to build this metal tube. Actually, I don't even think it was metal at the time. I don't know what it was. But anyhow, this metal tube that was going to fly in the air, nobody had ever seen it. Nobody had ever seen like, hey, you can have this however many pounds it was, this machine is going to fly through the air. Everybody thought they were crazy. And in fact, the banks at that time had given... One of the Wright brothers' competitors, I believe it was a $50,000 check because they wanted him to be the first one to build a airplane and he couldn't do it. And so once the person who was competing against the Wright brothers couldn't do it, everybody kind of said, well, now it can't be done because you have all of this funding from the banks and you still can't design an airplane. There's no way that these two hooligans from Ohio are going to be able to do so. Now, when you think back on the Wright brothers, If they had listened to what the doubter said, they would have listened to everybody else out there instead of their dreams. Do you think that there would have been an airplane in 1903? Do you think that there would be an airplane today? Nobody knows. But it's because the Wright brothers had that desire to dream big and really that understanding that that was what they were meant to do. That is what got them from where they were to where they want to be. Even looking at James Dyson, you know, the Dyson fans and Dyson vacuums that everybody now loves and it seems like it's a household product. James Dyson had built over 5,000 prototypes that had all failed before he built a prototype that actually worked. Do you think most people would have been able to build 100 prototypes, 1,000 prototypes? Nevertheless, 5,000 prototypes, like it just... It doesn't happen. We get so caught up in this instantaneous gratification that if something doesn't go right the first time, then we just kind of fall back into old behaviors. And I think that's that's the part where dreaming big is going to help you. If you keep your eye on that vision and know your worth, know what you are capable of achieving and never settle for what anybody else out there is telling you to do, then you are going to find the success that you crave. So it's better to dream big than to not dream at all. The second tidbit is to stay curious. And 
This is something in the psychology field. I actually read a good book by Carol Dweck. Um, I believe it was called like the fixed mindset or mindset fixed versus growth mindset. This was a fantastic book that I think everybody should read. It really just gives you insight as to like, you know, when you close off your mind from all of these different possibilities, you are only limiting yourself to your own thoughts, to your own perception and to your own beliefs. Now, when you are open-minded, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with other people, but instead it's saying, okay, here is what somebody is saying. How might I be able to take that information in and how does that impact me? Because whether you like it or not, as humans, we are not always right. Like I am wrong more than I am right. And if I had a fixed mindset, so a mindset that would block out everybody else's um, just like beliefs and their overall thought processes, I guess you could say, I would not have any of the information or knowledge that I have today. You know, nobody is born with a certain set of knowledge or a certain level of knowledge. Everybody develops it. And part of developing it is being open to what other people say. Now, if you put that into like a success category or how somebody becomes successful with that, you know, think about all of the different inventions out there where inventors have said, man, you know, I've built so many prototypes. Going back to Dyson, I've built so many prototypes. This isn't working. If somebody had come along and said, hey, you know, this this is really like the part that's out of place. If you put that part there, then you're probably going to have a prototype that worked. I'm not saying that this happened, but it, just imagine if it did. I mean, there are so many instances of this where somebody's success has stemmed from just a small tweak of another person's knowledge. But if you are fixed minded, you aren't going to take that knowledge. You're not going to even like recognize you're just going to be like, Oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm right. My thoughts are always right. Again, your thoughts aren't always right. Nobody's thoughts are always right. You know, be curious, be willing to learn, uh, learn from your mistakes and really just let the mistakes that you make help you become better and stronger in the future. You know, Having made mistakes, you're going to be able to say, okay, here's what I did wrong the previous time. Here's what I'm going to do differently this time. And it's really just going to make it a little bit easier for you uh, in your journey to success. The third thing is to surround yourself with successful and great people. You know, there's a saying by Jim Ron that goes, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. This is something that I've talked about in previous podcast episodes as well, but you pick up on the habits of the five most people you spend the time with, your time with. So if you spend your time with five alcoholics, there is a fantastic chance that you're going to become the six. If you spend your time around five highly successful people, there's a good chance you're going to become the six. And the reason for that is because you are going to pick up on the habits of those that you're surrounding yourself with. And you are going to allow the actions of those individuals to dictate what you do in life. So, I mean, it's it's pretty simple to see, like, you can think back to your job. You know, you could be the happiest employee ever, but you start spending your time with five negative people who can never find an ounce of joy in their job. And all of a sudden, you're going to become the sixth person. Don't do that. You know, avoid negative people. Surround yourself with like-minded, positive people who will inspire you to always reach higher, 
to become the best version of yourself that you can be. And really just people that help you find the motivation and the strength to take action towards your dreams. Because remember, you have to dream big as well. But those who inspire you to take action towards your dreams and those who are focused on success. If you inspire or if you surround yourself with five positive people and just consume your time with them, you are going to become the sixth. The fourth tip is to use failure to motivate you to succeed. Oprah Win- oh, oh gosh, cannot say her name. Oprah Winfrey once said that failure is another stepping stone to greatness. T- kind of touched on this earlier, but failure, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. Everybody makes mistakes. But it is simply just saying that this is what you didn't do right. But here's what you can do to improve. You know, failure isn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't determine what you can or can't do in life. You know, it, it will only hold you back if you allow it to. Now, I, I got to kind of touch on a personal note here, but I was always scared of failure. You know, I was um, in the mindset of I didn't want to be judged by other people. I was so down on myself and, you know, didn't see any good in me that criticism from any other person out there would have just absolutely wrecked me. And that that's the simple truth of the matter. As a result, I never wanted to be told that I was a failure. I never wanted other people to point out what I was doing wrong or anything. So I just kind of, you know, took the easy way, took the easy route through life. That never leads anywhere, though. Taking the easy route, it's never going to say, oh, yeah, you know, everything is handed on a silver pedestal. No. If you take the easy way out in life, you're never going to achieve the things that you want to achieve. It is failing that is your first attempt in learning. Let that sink in for a little bit. Life is a learning lesson or one big lesson. Everybody has heard that before. If you allow your failures to stop you then and there, you are never, never going to achieve anything. Failure is a way to learn. It's a way to say, here's what I did wrong. Here's what I can do better. Here's how I can grow on the person I was yesterday and become the person that I want to be tomorrow. You need to make mistakes. No successful person out there has ever achieved anything by simply trying something once and then giving up every time they fail. James Dyson, 5,000, over 5,000 failures. You think about all of the successful people who have dropped out of Harvard only to go on to create greatness. Amazon, starting in the garage as a textbook company. All of these companies stem from the fact that the individuals who started them kept taking chances until they found the success that they wanted. Doesn't mean that they got it right on the first time. There were many, many failures in there. And that's what everybody has to realize is that failing doesn't mean you are a failure. It simply means your first attempt in learning and never stop learning. Life, again, is one big lesson. Soak it all in, learn as much as you can, and in doing so, again, just with everything, you are going to find the success that you crave. The fifth thing is to be different. Again, (laughs) I didn't want to be different. I wanted to fit in with everybody. I wanted everybody to like me. I didn't want anybody to say, here's what you're doing wrong. Here are your flaws. Here are your weaknesses. I wanted to be that person that everybody liked. I think 
as humans, we all have that desire to be the most likable person out there. But being different, it's not going to lead to anything extraordinary. You know, you walk down, you know, your office building every single day and you see people who are the same as you. You might wonder to yourself, like, do they feel the same way I do about work? Do they feel the same way I do about going home or going to a nine to five every single day only to live for the weekends? By the way, I love my job. Um, this is not me. I, I thoroughly enjoy what I do for my job. So if my boss is listening, please do not fire me. Um, but <laughs> really, you have to be different because everybody has different traits that are going to help them achieve the things that they want in life. You know, this is something that I wasn't willing to embrace. I, I didn't want to be different. I wanted to be just like everybody else. And as a result, my life was just like everybody else's, if not worse, because I never took that chance to find what I was good at. And I never allowed that strength to really just propel me forward because everybody has that strength. Everybody has a one many characteristics actually that, you know, really say, this is your strong suit. If you use these characteristics to your advantage, you are going to create something or do something or be something that nobody else out there is going to be able to do, be, or create. You know, no one person is the same. Everybody is an individual. Even those who look like other people have different mindsets, have different motivators, have different goals, dreams, ambitions, anything. But when you try to confine yourself to what other people want you to be or to, you know, you trying to be somebody else, you're only limiting your true potential and you're only stopping yourself from succeeding. You are sabotaging your own success every step of the way. So how do you get over that? You know, you be different. It's so much easier said than done, but be different. You know, don't see your weaknesses or your, you know, the things that other people see as your weaknesses or tell you that are your weaknesses. Don't let those stop you. Say, yeah, they're what make me different. And you know what? Being me is effing amazing because it is. You are truly one of a kind. Everybody out there is one of a kind. Why limit yourself to being just like somebody else when you're never going to be able to be better at being somebody else than that person? So example, like you look up to a famous, you look up to a famous actor and say, yeah, I want to be this actor when I grow up. There's already that actor out there. They are going to do a better job of being themselves than you are of going to be them. So what can you do instead? Be your best self. It's crazy, isn't it? Like be your best self. Be different. Be open to change. Be open to really just living your life, creating your dreams, and just not limiting yourself. Life is already precious the way it is. Why would you limit it even more? So the sixth tidbit is to read about super successful people. This is something that is I've found to be incredibly important over the last two and a half years. Prior to that, I hadn't read a book in like three to four, no, it might even been like four to five years. Didn't read one book during that duration. And when you read books, so you think about Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, uh, Steve Jobs has a book, Kobe Bryant has a book. You really get into the mindset of these individuals. And it's not to say that you have to be just like them, but again, maybe if you're open and you have an open mindset, you can say, huh, here's what Kobe did. 
and I'm going to start implementing that strategy or technique into my practice. Oh, here's how Elon Musk designed the first Tesla. Maybe I can use that strategy and implement it to design and create my invention that is going to be the next Tesla. Oh, Steve Jobs started a business in his garage. You're telling me I don't need a fancy corporate office right away? Well, let me let me start up that side hustle in my garage and in 10 years, you never know. You might have a billion dollar company on your hands. The thing is, is once you read about successful people, you really get to learn and pick up on their habits. And if they're sharing their habits, you know, if they're successful and they're sharing their habits, odds are they're probably going to be good habits to pick up on. They're not going to sugarcoat it and say like, oh, here's what you need to do, yada, yada, yada. No. If you read about super successful people, follow to a certain extent what they had done to get to their level of success, but just kind of implement your own twist on it. You know, there's no saying that you can't be just like them. There's no saying that you can't be better than them. There's no saying that you could take over their company someday or really just surpass them. You know, again, it, it comes down to you limiting yourself to like your vision for you. So if you don't limit yourself, there's an endless amount of possibilities out there. But if you're not willing to learn, and if you're not willing to learn from those who have gone before you, who are sharing the proven strategies that they have implemented, then you are limiting yourself in so many ways. That's why I personally like to read. I, I try to read a book a week. This isn't like for me, I don't read a book a week anymore. Um, I am doing a master's program and that has taken up a lot of my time, but you know, just read as much as you can, whether that is uh, 20 minutes while you take a bath, even audiobooks. you know, listen to an audio book while you are on a run or working out. It's a fantastic way to gain knowledge, but do your part and just study the habits of successful people. I can tell you that Tim Cook wakes up at 4.30 every single morning. Elon Musk wakes up at 7. Jeff Bezos wakes up at 6. Bill Gates wakes up. I believe Bill Gates is like 5.30. But the reason I know this is because I have studied those successful individuals. I want to gain that knowledge of like, what did they do? What separated them from everybody else? What are some of the habits that they implemented into their life that really just led them from starting Amazon in a garage to all of a sudden becoming a multi-trillion dollar company? And I want to develop some of those habits because I want to be stronger and better than I am today. And in following the pathway that somebody else had laid out, I don't mean I have to follow it exactly. But I know that if I implement some of those habits and strategies, I'm probably going to become a better person in the long run. So I encourage you guys to read more books. And if not, again, you know, just listen to audio tapes. Super good way to gain knowledge. And the more knowledge you can gain and retain, the more power you're going to have. It's that simple. Reading is knowledge and knowledge is power. The seventh thing is to take action now. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many ideas I have storming through my mind on a daily basis. It's crazy. Like last night as I was going to bed, I was like, oh my gosh, my mind just won't shut off. I want to start a new podcast. I want to get going on this podcast. I'm starting a master's program. I want to be making YouTube videos. I need to work, all these different things. I had so many ideas swirling into my mind. And the thing is, is that most of us sit on these ideas 
you know, we kind of go in between the pros and the cons. Like, is it actually a good idea to start this podcast? Is it actually a good idea to apply for this job? What happens if I get turned down or denied or they hire somebody else? And then you let all of your fears settle in. So the longer you think about something and the longer you contemplate it, the more fear it's going to set in and the less likely you are to actually move forward with it. So how do you get over that? You take action. When you have an idea, you write it down. You say, I'm going to do this. This is my idea and I'm going to do it. Because when you write something down, writing it down on a piece of paper or in a planner or in a journal, that is better than not having written down. It's like your own little accountability partner. You're going to constantly look at those words and you are going to be reminded of what you want to be doing. You are going to be reminded of that idea. And what would happen if you turned that idea, if you took action on that one idea? Could it be the next Microsoft? Could it be the next Amazon? Could it be the next YouTube star? Could you be actually? Yeah, could you be the next YouTube star? Could you be the next biggest podcaster on iTunes, Spotify, anything? But if you don't take action on that one idea, and if you allow those fears and doubts to sit in, you're never going to know what the possibilities are. You are always going to wonder, what if? So a study that was done, I forget the name of who it was, but she was a geriatric counselor. So a counselor who is working with individuals who are on their deathbed and she asked a group of them, what is your biggest regret? The number one regret of individuals who were dying on their deathbed said they wish they would have done more with the time that they had. Let that sink in. That is, that is so powerful because it really just goes to show how precious life is. You know, life goes in the blink of an eye. Like I can remember back to when I was four. Surprisingly, I have actually a very good memory. I can remember some events from when I was like three and four years old. Um, and I just kind of think on those and I get lost in my thought. Like, what was my life then? What's my life now? What could I have done differently? What would I tell my younger self to do now? All of these different things come to mind. But because I didn't take action in the past, because I never took action on the things that I wanted to achieve, I'm here having to do it you know, at 27 years old, and I'm a little bit behind on the progress that I'd like. But at least I am doing it. It's better to do it late than never. So whether you are 40, 60, 20, however old you are, it's never too late to take action. The only time it's too late is well, when it's too late, unfortunately, and that is just a circle of life. But don't get to that point. Don't get to that point and saying, yeah, I wish I would have done more with the time that I had now. Do something about it. Wake up now and do more with the time that you have. Life is a blessing. Every single day is a gift. Cheesy as it is, but that's why they call it the present. It is that true. Life is a blessing. So do more with the time that you have now. It's going to help lead to happiness, to success, and just to a better life in general. So the fifth thing is to take responsibility for your life. No, this doesn't mean you're to blame for everything, but simply just take responsibility for your part in it. For example, I was bullied in high school, you know, just like everybody else, um, but I, I took it to heart. I took it to heart. I allowed it to 
lead to depression, lead to an eating disorder. And while it would be all too easy to pinpoint the douchebags that had teased me and just, you know, the overall thoughts that they had and how those thoughts impacted me. The point is, is I played a role in it. I listened. Listening or choosing to listen was my responsibility. I had a choice. I could either listen to them and allow everything they said and did to impact me, or I could disregard everything that they said and, you know, really just continue to live my life the way that I wanted to see or the way that I wanted to live. But I listened. I listened and therefore I have battled depression. I battled an eating disorder because I was told that I was fat as a kid, even though I wasn't. I have had self-doubt because I've I've listened to other people who have told me, you're not good enough. All of these different things. And yeah, they were the words and actions of others, but it was my choice in listening to them that led me to where I am today. It is my choice in listening them, listening to them that had led to my depression, to my eating disorder, and to a lot of my self-doubt. And the thing is, is, I can't blame them because I had done my fair share of teasing and bullying to others. You know, nobody out there is right. Nobody out there is perfect. But you have to take responsibility for where you're at in life right now. Because when you take responsibility, that's really going to give you the motivation to say like, hey, all right, yep, I I acknowledge what happened. Again, it doesn't mean I'm to blame, but I acknowledge it. And I acknowledge it so now I can finally move on. When you fail to take responsibility, you are only letting the past stay with you in the present. And that past is going to, especially if it looks bad, that past is going to continue to stop you from living life every single day. So just, again, even if it is something traumatic, something bad, say, yeah, okay, well, uh, again, I'm not to blame, but, you know, it happened. Just acknowledge it. Take responsibility for your life saying, I'm not going to let this stop me from moving forward. I'm going to find the strength today to acknowledge it. I'm going to take responsibility for my life. I'm going to create the things that I want. I'm going to dream the dreams that I want. I'm going to achieve the effing success that I see for myself because this is my life. It is my one life to live and nobody is going to stop me from living it. I think that's probably like the strongest motivator or the strongest thing that you can do to really Determine your success. You can either take responsibility for where you are at in life, or you can continue to live by the perception of others, your past mistakes, your failures, anything for that matter. It really isn't until you take responsibility that you move forward. So do yourself a favor right now. As we go into the new year, you know, take responsibility and say, hey, 2020 is in the past. 2019 is in the past. Everything that happened can't be undone. There's no going back and changing it. But you know what? I'm going to do a better job moving forward. I'm going to take responsibility for what happened in the past. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to forgive others. I'm going to trust myself, to love myself, and to take those chances. Because in doing so, I'm going to be creating 
my life the way that I see fit. So take responsibility and really just don't limit yourself. The ninth thing is something that the world needs to do a lot more of, um, but that is to help other people. You know, um, I think once you find compassion in your heart and once you have that desire to put a smile on everybody else's faces, like there's just something about it that helps you smile as well. You know, doing good for others makes you feel good about you. So not only are you doing a favor for those and the world around you, but you're also doing a favor for you. You're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person. There's just something like, I don't know. I personally love this past holiday season. Um, I tried to do as many acts of kindness as I possibly could. It's because I realize how blessed I am. My life is nothing but a blessing. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean it's perfect, but I have the most amazing family in the world. I have amazing friends, an amazing job, amazing opportunities, privileges, everything. Why not do my part in helping just to make somebody else's day a little bit better? You never know how far a random act of kindness can go. I was listening to a podcast today while I was out on a run, and they were saying in Brainerd, Minnesota. Shout out to Brainerd, Minnesota, by the way. I used to actually play hockey up there. I'm from the Twin Cities in Minnesota, um, but they were saying that there was the largest pay it forward ever at the Dairy Queen in Brainerd, Minnesota. So there's this radio station in the Twin Cities called KTIS. It's a Christian-based radio station. What they do every Friday, the first of the month, they do, um, I believe it's called the drive-thru difference, where you go into the drive-thru and you pay for the person behind you. Now, most of them go for about, I believe, like they said, 15 people tends to be like the average. So essentially, like you pay for the person behind you. They pay for the person behind them, and it goes on for 15 different orders. Um, but this one, I oh, man, I probably should know this, but I think it got up to either 900 or 9,000. I want to say 900. 9,000 just seems a little bit too big. 900 different orders of paying for the car behind you. That is how far one random act of kindness can go. Do you think that the second person you know, the person who was behind the first one would have said, yeah, I'm going to pay for their bill. I'm going to pay for the person behind me. No, but because they had that one random act of kindness, it just lifted up their day a little bit more and said, yeah, I'm going to continue this. I'm going to continue to impact somebody's day just like the person in front of me impacted mine. You never know how far a random act of kindness can go. So that's why you just got to do them as much as you can. It could be holding the door open for somebody be paying for their coffee, could be buying them dinner, could be pulling over and helping them fix a flat tire, get out of a snow, snow ditch, whatever. Just be kind. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated, but more so, I guess it goes like being kind to yourself as well. Treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. You know, there, there are so many things that you can do to help others and to help yourself. The 10th and final thing that the most successful people do is they do what they love. And that's because when you do more of what you love, you find this passion and this desire just to do more of it. You know, Elon Musk loves engineering automobiles, loves engineering spacecrafts. That's, you know, that's what he's good at. That's what he's known for. 
Do you think he'd really be a successful employee if he were limited to a cubicle farm or if he had to say like, okay, you have to go work construction for the rest of your life. Do you think he'd be happy? Probably not. But he followed that passion, followed that spark that said, this is what I love. And it is that, I guess that spark where you just enter this flow state of mind where hours can go by. You're not even going to recognize it because you're just devoting all of your focus onto mastering your craft. Because podcast crazy, that's already been 37 minutes. That's because I love this. I love doing this. That's why I continue to podcast. Nobody's forcing me to. I'm not confined to a set schedule. I podcast when I want to podcast because I love it. And yeah, I would love for this to be my job someday. I mean, that would be that'd be freaking sweet to podcast for a living. It would be unreal. But unless you do more of what you love, you're never going to know what you're good at. You know, you're you're more than a cubicle farm. You're more than your job. You're more than any one hobby. So fill as much of your life in doing the stuff that you love because it's going to make life a hell of a lot better and a lot just more. You're going to feel happier, I guess you could say. You're going to feel happier when you do more of the stuff that you love. You're going to find that calling and really just like your passion and your work is going to show that you love that task. Whether that is spending time with family, creating your own business, going back to school. If you love it, do more of it. It is your life. And again, you're only limiting yourself to what you do and don't do. You know, to end it off, Steve Jobs once said, your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. It's so true. So go out there today, you know, really put these 10 tips into practice. It's not saying you have to do them every single day, but you know, if, if you don't agree with all 10, just find some of the ones that are going to benefit you and work on them. Love your life, love yourself. And we're going to make 2021 a great year. Now, before we wrap it up, if you guys could do me a favor, go down below, leave a rating, comment, and subscribe to the podcast as well. If you haven't already, I would be greatly appreciated. I hope you found something valuable from this podcast today. It was actually super fun to make, um, and I look forward to making more. We'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye.